decisions over time will have a major impact on your life. And here's why you know this. Because for so many of you, you have walked down the road where you have made wise decisions and things have turned out better for you than other people that you walked alongside of who you watched make really destructive decisions. And for others, you've made some really destructive decisions and you look back on your life and you understand that because you've made those wise or unwise decisions, you have some things in your life that you wish more than anything else you could go back and change, but you know that you can't. But from this point on, you have the ability and your ability or inability to make those wise choices, those wise decisions, will have a direct or major impact on your life. And the thing is, you know that it's true. When I was growing up, one of my favorite shows was The Price is Right. I loved watching it with my grandmother. Um, I loved Bob Barker, but I really loved Rod Roddy. You know, you're the next contestant on The Price is Right. Come on down and these people would run down the aisles, and if you've never seen the show, um, I don't know what country you're from, um, but if you've never seen the show, you basically bid and play games for these different prizes. And I heard a story about a, a man several years ago who won a car, and then he won a, a trip, and he won both of the showcase um, showcases because his bid in the showcase showdown was so good. In total, he won $57,000 in prizes and cash. $57,000. Which sounds amazing, right? Like, I mean, who wouldn't want to win $57,000? But he found out there was a catch. Before you can claim your prizes, you have to pay the taxes. And the taxes in California on $57,000 in prizes and winnings is $20,000. And so he had this astronomical win. $57,000. But to get it, it was going to cost him $20,000. And taxes. And I don't know about you, but I probably don't have that kind of discretional income sitting around. But to get the prize, here was the catch. You've got to pay the taxes. So this book of Proverbs, there's this passage that, that really spoke to me. And I want you to listen to the reward, to the prize. It's in chapter 3, verse 2. For they will prolong your life many years and bring you peace and prosperity. They will prolong your life many years and bring you peace and prosperity. Here's the prize. Here's the reward for doing this. You have a prolonged life. And in that prolonged life, you have peace and prosperity. Sounds pretty good, right? So the question is, what's the catch? What, what do I have to do to get the prolonged life? What do I have to do to get the peace and the prosperity? Because I would love to have that. 
in my life? What's the catch? What do I have to do? And here's what wisdom would say. Wisdom would say there is no catch. You don't have to do anything for me. What you have to do is you have to do something for yourself. But there's got to be a catch. We, we understand that. There's got to be a catch. People don't just give rewards and prizes away like that without having to do something for them. So here's what he says, backing up to verse 1. My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart. My son... Do not forget my teaching. Don't forget my teaching. Have you ever forgotten something that was important? Maybe it was an anniversary. Maybe it was a birthday. Maybe it was a phone call or a text or an email that you were supposed to respond to and you didn't remember until you saw that person and that light bulb went on inside your head and you thought, oh, I forgot to do that. Or maybe, like me yesterday, I was driving to the store, Cammie had sent me to the store, and I was getting stuff for Mexican food, and the one thing that I, I had on my mind, I needed to call my wife and ask if we needed more avocados. And so I'm on the way, and I'm trying to figure out how this hands-free thing works on our, our car, and I finally get it to work right, and when Cammie comes on the line, I had spent so much time trying to get the phone to work through our car that I forgot what I was asking her for. And so the second she picked up, she says, never mind. I said, never mind, I forgot. I don't know what I was calling you for. Anyone ever been there? Like, you forget. And we say things like, oh, I'm, I'm losing my mind. I'm getting so forgetful in my old days. And the good news is we have reminders everywhere. I mean, my office, like every hour, there's like a ding, ding, ding. My iPhone, my iPad, and my MacBook. All ding, ding, ding. Here's a reminder. We have reminders. Forgot to tell y'all. I didn't want to forget this. This was big. My birthday is in a couple of weeks. It's kind of important, so just, you, you have a couple weeks to plan. No, nothing too extravagant or over the top, but I didn't want to forget. We, we put reminders everywhere. And we tell people, hey, help me remember, because I don't want to forget. Help me remember so that I don't forget. And so he says, don't forget my teaching, but keep my commands. And can you put this verse up there? My son, don't forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your mind. You see it? Well, at least that's what we would say, right? And I don't know if it's Westerners or Americans, but what we do is we associate our memory with our mind. See, if we forget something, the assumption is our mind messed up. Our mind failed us. Our mind is slipping away. But what Solomon says here in Proverbs is, don't forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your 
heart. Why? Why is it that we associate our memory with our mind? But throughout Proverbs, and throughout Psalms, and throughout so much of the wisdom, tradition, and literature, it's not memory that's associated to the mind. It's our memory is associated to our heart. Our memory and what we remember and what we think about and what consumes us is tied to our heart. There were several years back, I was on a mission trip. And one of the, the things we did on this trip is we went to a nursing home. And in this nursing home, they had an Alzheimer care unit. And there were several different wings of this unit. And one of the wings that we went to was people who were so far gone. They were kind of in the last um, part of their life. Their memory was gone. They couldn't remember really their children. They couldn't remember family members. And they were sitting around the circle and they said, we just want your group to go in and sing to them. Because if you go in and talk to them, they're not going to be able to have a conversation. They're not going to be able to do so many of those things. So just go in and sing. And so the, one of the very first songs we sang was Amazing Grace. And so our group, we start singing Amazing Grace, and there's this lady sitting in a wheelchair, and her head's over to the side, and her eyes are closed, and there's no expression on her face. And we started singing this song, and it was amazing because as we were singing this song, her head pops up and her eyes open. And you could tell there was just this warm glow within her. And a smile comes over her face. And I promise you, she could not remember the words to that song. And she couldn't explain the theology, and she couldn't tell you where she first heard it. But she remembered the song that had been so deep within her soul growing up that it brought joy to her, even once her mind was incapable of remembering. See, no one has to tell you what it is that you truly love. No, no one has to remind you that you love your spouse. No one has to remind you that you love your children. No one has to remind you that you love the Dallas Cowboys, even when they break your heart year in, after year and go 3 and 13. I'm still in counseling. It's okay. And God was concerned about Israel forgetting is God calls the people of Israel. He is so concerned that they would forget him. I want you just to listen. I'm going to read this off the screen, and we're just going to run through these really quickly. But in Deuteronomy, after he's brought them through the Red Sea, after he's seen, um, the people have seen him work and seen him do so many great things, um, Deuteronomy 4, verse 9, only be careful and watch yourself closely closely so that you do not forget the things your eyes have seen or let them fade from your hearts as long as you live teach them to your children and to their children after them going to the next verse remember don't forget remember the day you stood before the lord your god at horeb when he said to me assemble the people before me 
to hear my words so that they may learn to revere me as long as they live in the land and may teach them to their children. Um, Verse 23, be careful. Do not forget the covenant of the Lord your God that he made with you. Do not make for yourselves an idol in the form of anything the Lord your God has forbidden. Going to chapter 6. When the Lord your God brings you into the land, he swore to your forefathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give you a land with large flourishing cities you did not build, houses filled with all kinds of good things you did not provide, wells you did not dig, and vineyards and olive groves you did not plant. Then when you eat and are satisfied, be careful that you do not forget the Lord who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. Chapter 8. When you have eaten and are satisfied. Praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God, failing to observe his commandments, his laws, his decrees that I am giving you this day. Otherwise, when you eat and are satisfied, when you build fine houses and settle down, and when your herds and flocks grow large and your silver and gold increase and all you have is multiplied, Then your heart will become proud, and you will forget the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. Chapter 9. Remember this, and never forget how you arouse the Lord to anger, the Lord your God in the wilderness. From the day you left Egypt until you arrived, you have been rebellious against the Lord. And then skipping to chapter 25. um, When the Lord your God gives you the rest, gives you rest from all the enemies around you in the land he is giving you to possess as an inheritance you shall blot out the name of Amalek under heaven and do not forget and you read Deuteronomy you're like well is he on repeat like is it really necessary to remind them over and over and over do not forget remember so that you don't forget remember so that you don't forget think of all the good things they've seen think of the places that god has taken them the the enemies that he's conquered the the things that he's provided and then on the flip side there's the psalms where david and other psalmists are constantly calling out to god And saying, God, don't forget me. Don't forget your people. Don't forget your covenant. And it's almost as if we understand that where we are now, it's possible God could forget us. Because we've been disobedient, we haven't obeyed, and we haven't followed, and our hearts have pursued other things. Why is it that God is so consumed and so concerned with His people not forgetting the problem is not that your mind thinks about different things the problem is our hearts pursue other things see and what we pursue with our hearts will consume our minds what we pursue with our hearts will consume our minds We have a generation of young adults who have grown up and walked away from the church. And the problem is not that we did not teach them well. 
The problem is not that we failed to capture their mind. The problem is we failed to capture their hearts. And we made our walk with God an intellectual pursuit rather than the passion of our heart. Because we wanted to convince the mind, and what we needed to do was not to convince the mind, it was to convince the heart. Because if you convince the heart, the mind will always follow. Because what you are passionate about, and what you are consumed by, and what you love, you will give your life to. And I understand that, and so do you. Because you are consumed by so many things in your life. You're passionate about so many things in your life. You're probably consumed and passionate about your spouse or your boyfriend, your girlfriend. You're probably passionate and consumed by your children. You, you may be passionate and consumed by your job and what it is that you get to do every single day. You may be passionate and consumed by the Cowboys or the Rangers or that other sport like basketball. You, you may be consumed by having nicer and nicer things. And what our hearts pursue our minds will follow suit. Whatever your heart goes after, whatever your heart is passionate about, it will consume your minds. And so Solomon says, here is a word of wisdom for you. Do not forget my teaching. Keep my commandments not in your mind. Keep them in your heart. Because you will undoubtedly make time for what matters. If your relationship with your wife or your husband matters, you will make time for it. If your children matter, you will make time for them. If the Cowboys, the Rangers matter, you will make time for them. The question that has to consume us is in the end, what will really matter? The things that you pursue with your life, the things that your heart chases after, in the end, will they still matter? And I don't know about you, but I find so many times my heart has a tendency to stray. And it's not because I forget about God right here. It's because my heart begins chasing after other things. Things that for moments I think are important. 
things at, at different times I think should matter, things at different times that I can't get out of my thought and can't get out of my mind and can't get out of my heart because I think I need them so badly. And we've made some decisions as a family to pri- try to protect our children's hearts, to pri- try to protect our hearts. Things that we've done as a family, like we've said as a husband and wife, we're going to value our marriage over our children. And that's hard because at times their lives can be so busy and so hectic that it consume your life, can consume your life and take over. And so we've put some boundaries on our kids and said, you can only play one, one thing at a time or do one activity at a time. And in the summer, we're going to take a break and we're not going to do things. And, and for Ryan or, or for Grace, we're not going to do select sports right now. And, and let me tell you, it gets hard. Because we have Facebook and we see our friends that have kids that are playing select ball and they're playing in a tournament every weekend. Or at a competition every weekend. And we look and we say, man, are our, our kids going to be behind Or are our kids going to not make it to where everyone else is because we haven't invested enough in them? Another decision we've made, we only have one TV in our house. And we try to always watch TV, for the most part, together. And the other night, we had a son who was sick, and my wife and I, we did a date night. We were supposed to go out of the house. And instead, we went in our room to watch a movie. I'll just clarify, we went to watch a movie. And so we're watching a movie on my wife's work computer that's 20 inches. That was our date. We told Gracie, hey, you're in charge. It would have been really nice to have a bigger TV in our room. And to say, oh, we'll just, we'll just watch it on occasion right here. But, but what always happens is that one occasion becomes a way of life over time because you become so accustomed to it and so used to it that you forget the values that you had originally put in place what your heart pursues will consume your mind In Romans, Paul says, For although they knew God, they neither glorified Him as God nor gave thanks to Him, but in their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like mortal human beings like birds and animals and reptiles and cowboys and dolphins and patriots and rangers. The list can go on and on. And iPhones and Versace and Camaros. And therefore God gave them over to their sinful desires of their hearts. You notice that? It wasn't the sinful desires of their minds. It was the desires 
of their heart. The sexual impurity for degrading their bodies with one another. And listen, they exchanged the truth about God for a lie. And they worshipped and served created things rather than the Creator, who is forever praised. And so many times when I hear people talk about Romans 1, they'll say, well, this is about them. And this is a reason why homosexuality is wrong. And Can we just be honest for a second? Paul is writing Romans 1 here. Not to them. But he's writing it to you and I. Or you and me, sorry. He's writing this letter. To say, listen. Here's what you, here's what we have done. We have exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshipped and served created things rather than the Creator. See, there is this battle for our attention and devotion. This constant tension that wars with inside, or wars with inside us. That, that's fighting for our heart, that's fighting for our soul, that is passionately trying to pursue our heart. And God is there trying to pursue your heart, trying to call out to you, trying to call Him back, and saying, listen, keep these commandments on your heart. Because if they consume your heart, they will always be on your mind. Don't forget them. See, idols are not carved from concrete, but they are cemented deep in our souls. So what will your heart pursue? What is important to you? And I want to ask you to do, a, do me a favor, and this is, this is hard for us. But I want to ask for just a second that you turn off your mind. And not try to rationalize and explain and convince yourself of something. But listen, not to what your head says, but what your heart says. How is your heart? How is your heart? And not... How is it beating? But what is the condition of it? What is it consumed by? What is it pursuing? Is it lost or confused? Is it tired? Is it hurting? Is it empty? Is it hungry? Is it dry? Is it scared? Is it scarred? Is it lonely? Is it longing? What is the condition of of your heart. Because listen, if you're like me, there are so many times that it feels like we're running a hundred miles an hour in a lot of different directions. 
and at times something hits us and it's like we come up for air and there's this realization that God, the God of the universe, called you and loved you and gave his son for you and we forget because our hearts are pursuing other things that in the end don't matter. That when we get to the end, we're not going to look back and say, oh man, I, I wish I had done more of this. I wish I, it's going to be, God, I wish I had given more of my life to you and to your glory and to making you known. But the problem is I forget. And it's almost as if we come up for air and we're consumed with this overwhelming sense and this, this conviction that God... I've lost sight of the one and only thing that really, really matters. Just a question this morning. What is it that your heart is pursuing today? And is it simply Jesus? Because listen, no matter what you do, no matter where you go, no matter what you accomplish, in the end, all of that is gone. All of that is no more. You don't don't get to carry it with you to the next chapter. simply this life and this heart that we try over and over and over to surrender to Jesus. So this morning, here's how I want to end. I want to pray a prayer that David prayed. It's my favorite psalm of all the psalms. And it's one that's just so near and dear to my heart. And I want to pray that together with us. As we offer an invitation this morning, I just want to offer a place. And I I wasn't even planning, I haven't even asked anyone. John, will you pray over us in just a minute? If your passion for Jesus and your pursuit of him has gotten lost. I just want to simply ask you in a minute when we give the invitation just to come sit, stand down. You can sit on the stage, I don't care, on the the pews, wherever. But just simply this physical movement to say, God, I've, I've lost sight of you and I need to start moving in this direction again. I need to start pursuing you once again. I need to get my heart back where it belongs because if I get my heart back where it belongs then my mind will follow. And so if you come and sit, you don't have to say a thing. You don't need to tell anyone what's going on. If you need to, we'll have some people here and you can talk to them. That's great. But it, we just want, I just want you to simply come just to say, God, I need to reconnect to you. I need to start pursuing you passionately again. And if we take up all this space, I don't care. It, we'll, we'll figure something out. But today, don't leave this place 
without committing to pursuing Him passionately with all you have once again. Because I don't know about you, but there are times when I need someone to call me back. Because I've lost sight. And so I'm going to pray, and the invitation, and when we finish this prayer, is yours. Feel free to come. We're going to sing a, a song, and um, I, I love the words of this song, the, the chorus. I'm prone to wonder, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. That's my story. And it's your story. So let's bow. Oh God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My body longs for you. My soul thirsts for you in a dry and weary land where there is no water. I have seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and glory because your love is better than life. My lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live and in your name I will lift up my hands. My soul will be satisfied as with the richest of food. With singing lips, my mouth will praise you. On my bed, I remember you. I think of you through the watches of the night because you are my help. I sing in the shadow of your wing. Father, we recommit to following you, to pursuing you, and to giving you all that we have and all that we are. In the name of Jesus, our Savior. Amen. Would you come? Come, thou fount of every blessing. Tune my